0: Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I am Steven Serta. Uh, if you hear a huge bang, it's because uh, people are just popping off fireworks left and right right, right outside of my house here in Kansas City. Is The Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Buffalo Bills in an absolute thriller, another playoff classic between two championship caliber teams. It's a 27-24 win, and I am joined by my co-host, Rocky Maganya Kramer-Santo in the background, helping us keep this thing moving here tonight. Rocky, can't say Chiefs, on their way to their sixth straight AFC championship game, and this is one of the most impressive wins of the season. Now, we'll get into everything. There was... Uh, uh, there's a lot to take from this game and, and certainly some miscues that almost cost the Chiefs an opportunity, but they take down the Buffalo Bills once again, and I am sure those fans in Buffalo are absolutely devastated.
1: F in A, Steven Serta I think this game might have taken about four years off of my life. I am too old of a man to go with these sort of like up and down swings. It was a night where... You expected the defense to be the strength of the team, and the defense struggled for much of the game to stop the run. Um, just a back-and-forth game all night long. Um, I think that you saw Mahomes and 87 show their experience in the playoffs playing in an extremely hostile environment. And as as bad as the Chiefs on a couple of occasions seemed like they – Tried to give the game away there late in the second half. Uh, Turns out that the uh, the Bills wanted to give it away just a little bit more, and it feels like after being a Cheese fan for my whole life, there's so many situations where like wide right is like just something that's burned into like your memory for to the day you die. And Bills fans have just got to be just puking in their trash cans right now like just puking so just wasting four minutes of the last four minutes of the game
0: to set up a field goal just puking in their trash cans so so that we we can start there with the tyler bass miss field goal to tie the game obviously just brutal and as you mentioned rocky uh chiefs fans are uh no strangers to uh miss field goals in the postseason uh but man just top to bottom really just a a tremendous football game and i want to start on the chiefs defensive side of the ball and we'll get into the offense and everything that was taken away from uh their performance tonight just an incredible performance between two the two best quarterbacks in the nfl i think lamar jackson's going to be the mvp and he is amazing and he is i think number three right now for me in the nfl in terms of quarterback rankings go but I still think it's Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are one and two. And we got another incredible performance from both of those guys tonight, but on the defensive side of the ball, that was really my thing in this game. Like go headed into this game. I really thought the chiefs were going to find some more success on the defensive side of the ball. And now I'm not concerned about the defense. Like, I don't think there was something in this game. That's like, you know, head into the AFC championship game. This is something that you can exploit against the chiefs defense. It has been tremendous all season, but Buffalo was just running on them all night tonight, and you could tell their game plan to try to uh, to try to try just cancel out some of those exotic looks from Steve Spagnolo, some of those pressure looks that he likes to throw at you. It was just quick game. Keep everything around the line of scrimmage and run it down their throats until they prove they can stop it. And then Josh Allen started kind of going downfield more once they needed to get some points on the board. But for the most part, it felt like uh, what we've seen from the Bills over the last six, seven weeks, which is – you know run the football effectively we know we can win that way we know we can play defense and not put Josh Allen in situations where he's going to turn the football over and the Chiefs almost got a couple tonight but they they wound up not coming up with them but this isn't the kind of performance from the Chiefs defense where I'm like oh this is something to worry about or or it's or it's going to make me doubt the Chiefs defense in the AFC championship game against Lamar Jackson we'll have plenty to talk to this week as we get ready for that game, because it's going to be a huge matchup and the Ravens are playing as well as any team in the NFL and look like they might have the best top to bottom roster in the league right now. But it, it was just one of those games where it felt like it doesn't matter who's on the defensive side of the ball. And the Chiefs had a couple of injuries and no Willie Gay leaving this game. It was obviously massive. He winds up leaving early on. Mike Edwards is only in the game for, for two plays before he gets a concussion and winds up leaving. So like some key injuries to keep an eye on as we move forward. But it was just this kind of performance, Rocky, that I think we we're all expecting. And it's very rare that we actually get them, that these kinds of games actually like live up to the hype. But it was really just all about Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and them playing the kind of game tonight in the postseason where it was like, it doesn't matter what you throw at us. We're, I'm going to try to win, and I'm going to go out there and, and try to make history. And it felt like we got that kind of performance from both quarterbacks tonight.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it definitely felt like um, both quarterbacks were like trying to build upon a legacy. Like, like Josh Allen was trying to get over the hump, and Patrick Mahomes was trying to like not have the off year, like the down year that everybody was expecting. Like It was Patrick Mahomes coming back out and kind of being like, it was his like, you know, forgot about Dre moment. Uh, his like, like I tweeted out partially through the game, right. When Kelsey and Mahomes had their first touchdown, uh, a, a gif of Nate dog and Warren G like regulators mount up. And it just felt like that. Oh, old school. We're the best. Like, like you forgot who we are. Let's mount up and go like show some people who we are type of a football game. And it's interesting because if you would have told me, like, obviously, Josh Allen running is a huge part of his game. But if you would have taught me the way that they stayed in this game and really punished the Chiefs was by not letting Josh Allen throw the ball really at all, all game. I would have I would have not put that as like like. What, like the, the game plan that they were going to go for, but having but Derek Naughty being out was just such a blow yeah. for this defense. And then I think the way they planned to offset Derek Naughty being out was to spy with Willie Gay Jr. and then Willie Gay Jr. goes out, and then Spagnuolo tries a couple of different things, and eventually you don't see him start to get some real success on stopping Josh Allen until he says, "You know what? Screw it. I don't care. Like if if we're giving something up." and pass coverage, and other aspects of the defense, we're putting Leo Chanel back there. He's the only guy who's athletic enough to go sideline to sideline and shoot the gaps and come downhill and and stop Josh Allen by himself. Uh, We don't have anybody else on the team that can do it. As limited as a player as he is defensively and one-dimensional as he is, he's the only guy that's going to stop Josh Allen, so we're selling him out to stop Josh Allen from running the ball. And you saw them have to start just solely going to James Cook a little bit after that, and you saw Josh Allen being a little bit less successful running the ball once they started spying with Leo Chanel. Um, It wasn't the defensive domination that we expect, but I mean let's be honest, like up the gut they were, I mean, the Chiefs were just hollowed out up to gut, you know, like yeah. they, they weren't like, they're oh. just so hurt and injured there and, and you, you can't, they weren't getting any push like like the Bills center and guards were just displacing the chiefs interior defensive linemen all game long
0: yeah and i I don't think any of us could have expected that Derek noddy was going to be such a blow to to this defense but just to get back to kind of the point i was making like this is how buffalo has been playing like this this shouldn't have been a surprise to the chiefs they just simply couldn't do anything about it all night james cook had a nice game like james cook was running all over them And, and in the first half like you you mentioned the spags pressure looks like it didn't really seem like Steve Spagnuolo was dialing much up in the first half. And a lot of that is just because the bills were gaining six, seven yards every time. Like every, every time they ran the football, they were gaining these huge chunk chunk uh, runs. And then they were setting up third and short and, and it was just easy first downs. And then Josh Allen does what he always does against the Kansas city chiefs, which is like that annoying. Oh, they finally got pressure on him. Oh no. But Josh Allen just avoided it and then ran for 20 yards, which is what he does every time they play him. Like, this is just a tremendous game from both of these quarterbacks and that they, they were both amazing. Josh Allen, that deep ball to Stefan Diggs, which Stefan Diggs should have caught. Like that could have been a totally game changing play for them. Like Josh Allen just lost that ball, like 75 yards to the air. And it looked ridiculous. Um, they were both tremendous tonight and the chiefs defensively, like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of things to figure out next week uh, ahead of the Baltimore Ravens, but in a season, just built around so much frustration and anxiety about the Chiefs' offensive side of the ball. And, you know, us talking all season long about this defense is a Super Bowl caliber defense. The offense finally showed up. And so I'm not worried about the Chiefs' defense. Obviously, the injuries are something to monitor as we move along throughout the week. And that's something we'll have for you at arrowheadpride.com. But overall, I'm not too worried about them because we still saw that their main guys make some plays when they needed to. Chris Jones. Forces a fumble, um, which they don't recover and almost could have cost them (laughs) the game potentially. And then, you know, Trent McDuffie had a couple of huge plays in this game. Chamari Connor had some nice moments having to step in for Mike Edwards. Um, Like, there there were several players who made nice plays. George Karloftis had a huge batted ball on on a third down. Like, there was just a lot of key plays from Chiefs defensive players in this game that I I think are going to wind up being overlooked just because it was such a special performance from Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. and. You know, on the Chiefs offensive side of the ball, uh, you mentioned Travis Kelsey and they needed a big one from him. This was the kind of game like you've been waiting for on Travis Kelsey for a while now. I, I tweeted out after he caught his first touchdown of the night. Like that was Travis Kelsey's first touchdown since November 20th against the Philadelphia Eagles. And he finds the end zone a second time tonight and winds up finishing the game with, I think it was 75 yards. Um, or yes, five catches, 75 yards, two touchdowns for Travis Kelsey tonight. And that was massive, Rocky, because it didn't really that there wasn't any kind of injury reported for Rasheed Rice. But there was two different plays in this game where Rasheed Rice got up very slow and looked like he was really hurting. And so Rasheed Rice didn't have the massive game that we've uh, become accustomed to. And I think some of that is that the Bills really kind of leaning towards trying to slow him down. But that opened things up over the middle of the field for Travis Kelsey, because we know that's where they were banged up. The, the Bills were incredibly shorthanded at the linebacker position. They even had another linebacker go down in this game. And that's where Travis Kelsey found success today. And that was huge for the chiefs because they've been missing it for a month and a half, two months now, Rocky.
1: I just felt like you hadn't seen your old friend in a few years. And all of a sudden they just showed up unannounced and just had this great game. And I tell you what, I need a lot more Jason Kelsey celebrations. In my life as a Chiefs fan, that was that was awesome. Um, I hope that he does retire this year and that Kelsey keeps playing, so that uh, we get to see Jason Kelsey. Hopefully, at every single Chiefs game, ripping his shirt off and jumping in the stands to, you know, to shotgun beers with the fans. Um, but I think that, I mean, just just coming out like Rashi Rice, you're right there. They keyed on him a little bit, and he got banged up. He got they they were hitting him pretty hard. He got he took some really hard hits in this game but the plays that he made were so crucial and so key yeah. right like he didn't make a lot of plays but the plays that he made were crucial plays to pick up first downs and get the ball you know downfield when we needed him to and so even though he, on the stat line it's not going to like look like he had a huge game importance wise he had a huge game like he was he yeah. was awesome he was awesome tonight honestly you could say 98% of the offense was awesome tonight with the exception of a couple of, a couple of plays that we'll, but we'll, we'll get into those. We'll get into those here in a minute,
0: but yeah, you mentioned that Rocky about Rasheed rice. And I want to say three of his four catches went for first downs tonight. And he only, he only winds up with four catches for 47 yards, but yeah, he, he was good. Uh, MVS, Two catches, 62 yards. Um, I'm assuming that's his best stat line of the season. (laughs) And he had two monster catches. And when you think back to last year's AFC championship game, I know he had some big catches in that game against the Bengals. Like, this is just Sammy Watkins all over again. MVS has just an absolutely brutal, really unprecedented year for the amount of money that he is making on a team on this team. And just again in crunch time has a couple of critical plays that where he comes up big and we're going to remember those things and those moments a lot more about Marquez Valdez Scantling than we will, the brutal regular season that he had
1: Trying to secure his 12 million for next year. He's trying to, he's <laughs> oh, trying to not, not lose that, tw- not lose that 12 million next year. Like try to come in and win it, win it back at the end for us. I don't think it's going to happen either, but he was a guy who looked like he was probably playing for his paycheck here. Um, but yeah, no, like, that's the whole thing. It's like like, like, like MVS stepped up Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, he had a real, like Isaiah Pacheco ran like hell on wheels out there tonight. Like, and, and, and slowly, but surely it seems like his vision has gotten a little bit better. He's not going lateral nearly as much anymore. He's, he's taking good lines to the hole. He's hitting it hard. He's, he's following his blockers a little bit more. Um, Yeah, I was really impressed with how Isaiah Pacheco played today. I thought he played a really good game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Nurse Clyde out there making some really big plays. Uh, God bless him out there, you know, working to save lives and working to keep us alive in the playoffs. (laughs) And so really, really big, really great job by Clyde. Um, The offensive line on the whole just moved – like we talked about the Buffalo Bills interior offensive line moving bodies. I mean, I thought Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey had a really good game, and Juwan Taylor even had some really some really crucial plays. And I've been really critical of him this year, but he looked he looked really good today. They kept Mahomes clean for the for the most part. They kept him upright. He didn't get he didn't get sacked. Um, Mahomes navigated the pocket really well. It was it was just a really really clean performance by the offense today, and it was just like one of those things where you're just like you're like. Oh, that's what this feels like. That's what this looks like when the Chiefs have an offense that's clicking on all cylinders. When Patrick Mahomes is in is in is in you know all Madden mode and you can't stop him. And Travis Kelsey is Travis Kelsey. And for the most part, there they're calling a pretty legit game plan and they have a good plan of attack and they're getting touchdowns in the red zone. They're not settling for field goals and they're just like, and they're not flinching. Like that's the thing is there's, there's not, there's probably only a handful, maybe a few teams in the entire NFL that have the spine and the guts to play in this game. Like the bills and the Chiefs did. I'll get, I'll take my hats off to the bills. They played a great game, but uh, the kind of back and forth game that this was 98% of the teams in the NFL fold in this game. And it ends up being a blowout to go blow for blow just like Ollie Foreman back and forth like this was the entire game and to just did not flinch and just come back out and say, okay, it's my turn now, was was impressive on both sides. And the fact that the Chiefs came out on top, like, I mean, we're alive for another day, team Sturder. The Chiefs, the can your Kansas City Chiefs are back in the AFC Championship game yet again going after another – they're one game away. From going to back to back Super Bowls yet again, Steven
0: Serta. Like, th- that's amazing. Like, I, I didn't think we'd be here. I'd honestly, God, I didn't think we'd be here. It's, I, I felt strong about their chances of making another AFC championship game. Now, I, I don't want to uh, tip my hand here about how I feel about this AFC championship match against the Baltimore Ravens, because I think they're a very, very talented team. Um, but you, you mentioned that, and you know, that that second half between the Ravens and the Texans, where it was just a blowout in the second half by the Ravens by Baltimore just came out and they were totally unstoppable. And it's because at the end of the day, like Baltimore at this stage compared to where the Houston Texans are is just a dramatically more talented team right now. The Texans are on their way that they're, they're, they're moving up and they, and they're ahead of schedule by all means, but the chiefs and bills are very evenly matched teams. And it comes down to just a handful of, uh of plays that wind up being the deciding factor in this thing and now obviously miss field goal by your kicker at a moment where you need him to go out and tie the game and then patrick mahomes has an opportunity to try to take the chiefs on a game-winning drive potentially that doesn't happen because tyler bass misses the field goal and that's brutal that really sucks for buffalo that's an awful way to end the season especially after that kind of game but also i'm incredibly relieved that the chiefs found a way to win this game because for a while it did not feel that way and you know we talked about you mentioned isaiah pacheco who has another stellar performance for the chiefs 15 carries 97 yards in a touchdown tonight uh and patrick mahomes 17 of 23 215 yards and two touchdowns that's just playoff patrick mahomes like they that's just i'm not going down with that without putting up a fight first and patrick mahomes was absolutely brilliant tonight like This is one of the cleanest games the offense has played all season. Aside from a a just awful, awful red zone play call to McCole Hardman, where, you know, the Chiefs come up with a huge moment in the game. Uh, Buffalo goes for it on fourth down. It's a fake punt in their own territory. The Chiefs get set up around the 30-yard line, get right down inside the five. And for some reason... It's another sweep to McCall Hardman. And I don't know why Andy Reid loves these plays so much. We've seen them fail over and over and over again, Rocky. And McCall Hardman fumbles the football out of the end zone and winds up being a touchback. And it was almost just a catastrophic sequin of events for the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, they're really lucky that they escaped Buffalo with a win tonight. If it wasn't for some falters down the down the line by the Bills, like, the the Chiefs could have easily lost this game because of that McCole Hardman play. That that play was a total tidal wave of momentum shift in the game, where the Chiefs had an opportunity to go up by two scores, and like and you feel like this game this game's getting out of reach for Buffalo, and then because of that Buffalo gets back, and then obviously Chris Jones forces that fumble on Josh Allen, and the Chiefs try to scoop it and, and run it, and they don't fall on the ball, and the Bills wind up getting it. They go for it on fourth and goal, and like. They caught breaks in this game, Rocky. It wasn't perfect, but, like, at this point, what do we expect from this Kansas City Chiefs team? We got a whole regular season of moments like that. Now it, we're in the playoffs, and the idea is just to minimize all of those things, and they've done a good enough job minimizing all those things. They're in another AFC Championship game. Like, what an unbelievable run we are on right now. Two months ago, I don't think Chiefs fans thought this team had any business being here, and yet here we are again, Rocky. On Christmas
1: Day, Chiefs fans didn't think we had any business being here. I mean, when we got blown out of the stadium by the Oakland Raiders, right? I mean, like, like that was almost probably the low the low point of the whole season. And McCole Hardman, like, like, first of all, Andy, you're right. Andy Reid, stop getting cute. You're your first and goal from the three yard line. Run the ball up. I don't ever Heath, want to see it again. But, like, I don't ever like, like, want Creed, to see it again. Yeah. Run the ball up Creed Humphrey's dark side and just go for it you know like do it four times in a row if you get stopped then they have to go 99 yards to score like that's like that's the that's the truth of the matter hand it off to Pacheco hand it off to Clyde Edwards-Helaire whatever you want to do hand it off to Noah Gray I don't care but get behind your your big fat guys and try to get 3 yards just straight up the middle and like, getting cute like this, it, it it costs you a turnover. It almost costs you the game. There's no excuse for it. And then, McCole Hardman, could you execute the play any worse? Like, you got like situational football, you got to know. You don't reach for the goal line when you have the lead. You don't reach for the goal line when it's first and goal. You don't reach for the goal line when it's a close playoff game. You put two hands on the ball, go down the one-yard line, live to fight another day. You reach out for the goal line like that, and you expose the ball. And, of course, they swat it out of the back because that's what every defender Matthew.
0: is taught to do. That's what he every defender is taught to do. He had two touches tonight, and he fumbled it. <laughs> he touched like, the football. Like, like, like football coaches
1: will drill into your head, do not reach across the goal line, and left less we're losing, and we have to have the score to win the game. And it's, and it's crunch time. Any other time, live to fight another day like mccall like like like, where where is the disconnect between what you hear and what you do like that's the thing that i don't get and it's it sucks because as a person i think mccall Harmon's probably a great teammate i think he's a really good dude i think he tries really hard i think he he loves kansas city he loves being a chief and he loves everything about it but it's like oh man like like i want you to do the right thing mccall help help us help you because you just you're killing me mccall
0: you're just killing me man yeah it, it was a absolutely brutal night from him and i think the problem too moving forward is like Yeah, but I think we're going to keep seeing some McCall Hardman touches like moving forward because they're not going to run those plays with Marquez Valdez scaling. They're not just going to stop doing those plays either. Um, I'd rather see Rasheed Rice do them, but they're already giving Rasheed Rice a ton of run now. So like, I I don't really know that. I mean, maybe it's Richie James. They don't really have anybody else to throw back there. It's not going to be Sky Moore. Like, I know they they mentioned this week that Sky Moore could get activated off IR, but like, sky Moore's not going to be a a contributor we've already seen what they have there like that they just don't really have anybody else unless we want to put Kadarius tony back in the game if he ever gets healthy again which is the same thing like it's the same thing as mccall hardman it's not any more reliable that than he is as a player so like it's just moving forward it's and and they did it for the most part tonight it's pacheco it's rice it's kelsey Everybody else, if you can get a play from Justin Watson, if you can get a play from Marquez Valdez-Scantling, if you can get McCole Hardman to touch the ball without fumbling it, then everything else is cool. And you're happy with any outcome as long as it's not a turnover.
1: Yeah, oh, 100%. And honestly, like, okay, you're not going to stop calling those plays. I don't care if the player's fast. I don't care if they're effective. If you're going to call them, then just make sure it's somebody who's going to protect the ball. Like, that's your number one job there and like honestly bring Clyde Edwards to on a jet sweep give him the wide receiver screens line him up in the slot like like he's not he's not as fast as the other guys he's not as dynamic but he's going to protect the ball and he's going to get some positive yards you know like just just like that crucial of a point in the game like that was the point where the Chiefs had a chance to blow the doors open on the game and go up two scores Like that's the play call. Like that was the play call when you had to have it. That was your had to have it play call right there. Like that's the like 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 that's not just like that's on Andy Reid, that's on Matt Nagy, it's on McCole Hardman. Heck, I would have preferred Patrick Mahomes to pull a Jameis Wiston up there and say, We're making a team decision in the huddle (laughs) and and just give the ball to to Isaiah Pacheco and and, an audible, you know. Uh, Like, yeah, you just you just can't. You, you can't run that play in that situation. And sadly, we have one of the greatest head coaches of all time, and we and we also have a co- the same coach who has a proclivity to call crazy, crazy calls like that at the most inopportune times,
0: yeah. it's just they don't have the personnel to to run those things. And I wish Andy would stop trying to force it. but, it is who he is. And Andy Reid wasn't without his faults, uh, that, that even outside of that call in this game, like, uh, still some issues with clock management that we don't really discuss anymore because he has got Patrick Mahomes and still some frustrating things like that. But overall it's it, at this point, we know exactly who these chiefs are. And if you expect anything more than what they did tonight out of them, you're just kind of lying to yourself. Like, I still think the defense is capable of putting together an elite performance. I think tonight was just one of those nights where Josh Allen was not going to go down without putting uh, one of the best games he's played in his life on tape. And it really was that kind of matchup. Like what, maybe it wasn't quite the 13 second game, but this was another incredible divisional round matchup between these two teams. Like it, it is worth mentioning that uh, guard Joe Tooney also left this game with the chest injury. So the chiefs came out of this one banged up. And that was the thing too, Rocky. It was, this was a physical, physical game. And we've talked about that with the chiefs recently. Like this is the first time I think in in this era that you could say like the chiefs are a physical team. They can go out there and they can bang with some of these other teams that really just want to lay into you and like hurt you physically. And the bills are that kind of team too. And the bills were doing that tonight. Like the chiefs came out of this game, very banged up because Buffalo was playing physical all night long. As we saw, like that, that was what was so frustrating in the first half is like, that the chiefs can't even get into an advantageous situation defensively because they can't do anything about the bills rushing attack. The bills are just running it down their throats. And then Josh Allen's such a handful to try to bring down that he's ripping off 15 yard runs. And it's like, it was, it was just constant third and short, third and short, third and short. You don't force the bills into situations where Josh Allen has to drop back and hang in the pocket and try to look downfield, which is where the pass rush can win, which is where your secondary can make plays. Like, It it was all out in front of them, and it was all easy. Okay, well, we we don't need to get 50 yards. We're going to get seven, eight yards. We're going to set up third and shorts, and we're just going to keep rushing the football. And it was a great game plan. It gave the Chiefs problems on defense all night. Like, that was was the most frustrating Chiefs defensive game I, I think I've seen them play all season.
1: Oh, 100%. It was by far the most frustrating defensive game. And I don't care. Whichever team came out of this on top, was, was gonna be banged up. Both teams had guys dropping like flies. I mean, you saw, you, know, you saw, you saw Khalil Shakir go out. You saw Dawson Knox go out. You saw Dalton Kuechel go out at some point. Like, the, like the Broncos were losing guys just as fast as the Chiefs were, and it was like, who can plug the holes the fastest and adjust their game plans accordingly? You know, in this game, and it, I was honestly shocked that uh, Joe Thune came out of the game because. I feel like the man would play after a shotgun blast to the chest. Like, what happened to him that finally took him out of the game? Was it like, was That's, it like Indiana yeah. Jones in the Temple of Doom, and Kali Ma showed up at the bottom of a pile, just ripped his heart out of his chest? Because, like, how do you get Joe Thuny out of the game? Like, I we haven't seen it. Like, he played with a broken hand for like six weeks. He played
0: like left tackle with a broken hand, if I and, remember correctly. Well, but that That's the thing, too. And, and Mahomes was incredible tonight. Like it, it's I, I don't believe he got sacked a single time on the night. Like he was incredible avoiding pressure and keeping his eyes downfield. But like that's another thing. Like I go back to the physicality of this Bills team and that defensive line isn't loaded with like high end pass rushers, but they can get pressure on the quarterback. But what they are is big and physical like those dudes want to clog up the middle and they want to bang you up and that's exactly what they did the chiefs offensive line for most of the night but the chiefs had success running the ball they were they were still great uh with, with the rushes from isaiah pacheco and then mahomes was just lights out make, making plays tonight like that's what it comes down to and they're coming out of this game very banged up and it, it worries me a little bit about next week's afc championship game as they head to baltimore but Patrick Mahomes gets his first ever road playoff win, Rocky, in another just incredible game. Well, I mean, was there ever like, like if the like there was
1: doubt that the Chiefs were going to win this game, or was there ever any doubt that Patrick Mahomes was going to struggle in a hostile environment with the game, like with the season on the line, that the, that the pressure was going to be too much, you know, in Buffalo because maybe it was cold and there was lake effect snow coming in, or it was hostile fans or anything. Like, no, like, like, like forget they like, 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 like let's not forget who we're talking about. We got Patrick F and Mahomes as our quarterback. Like, like that's the whole thing before the game. Like I like Bill Coward chose the bills to win this game and sure. Fine. Like you said, the bills match up really well against the chiefs, but you don't pick against Jordan in the playoffs. Like, like until they lose, you pick the Chiefs. Like, like I'll, I'm going to pick the Chiefs next week too. Do I think that the Baltimore might be a better team? Sure. Do they have Patrick Mahomes? No. Yeah. How many? How many AFC Championship games has Lamar Jackson won? Zero. There's only two quarterbacks left in the playoffs right now who have been to a Super Bowl, and that's Jared Goff and Patrick Mahomes, right? And so at this point until somebody proves that they can knock Jordan out of the playoffs, I'm choosing Jordan every single time because that's who we have at quarterback and people like like people love to pick against the Chiefs because they like to try to pick against the dynasty because the NFL desperately the NFL desperately 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 does not want the Chiefs to be a dynasty they they don't want they've engineered their entire league to try to prevent the, 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 the New England Patriots from happening again dynasty. They, they're not I'm, listen they're not rigging the games I'm not saying anything <laughs> like that but I'm saying the NFL would prefer it if, if if different team won the Super Bowl every single
0: year sure and true and, and the Chiefs have their work cut out for them because that Baltimore
1: the Chiefs
2: team do. is the Chiefs very too do.
0: now But I'm not
1: picking against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, ever, ever. Is he going to lose sometimes? Sure. But history has shown us that that in a must-have-win game situation and in the playoffs,
0: Patrick Mahomes is going to do something incredible and will the team to victory. It's uh, I really want to start talking about the Ravens, but I know we've got so much time this week and we'll we'll have so much coverage ahead of the AFC championship game. I really don't want to get into it on the rapid reaction show right now. I want to soak in chiefs, 27, 24 win six straight AFC championship game. I don't want to turn the page to the Baltimore Ravens yet because I got a lot of feelings on that game and how the chiefs match up with them, but it's going to be another very rough contest. So, We'll keep an eye out this week at arrowheadpride.com on all the chiefs injuries. We'll have all the info for you guys there as well as right here on the arrowhead pride podcast network. But uh, let's get to some comments before we get out of here and wrap this thing up. I also want to remind you guys, we'll have the uh, postgame press conferences immediately following the commercial break. If you're listening to us on the podcast page uh, from Garen, if digs wants to get to the end of the rainbow, he needs to ask to come to the chiefs. Um, well, I, I mean, I don't think that's really up to him at this point. And honestly, do you want Stefan Diggs? Stefan Diggs has had a very rough end to the season. And this is the second straight year, Rocky, that Diggs was dramatically worse in the back half of the season than he was at the start of the year. And he he's getting up there in age now. Listen, I, I agree 100%. That was that seventh straight game
1: where he didn't go over 100 yards receiving, I think. like, And let's face it, he was a non-factor in this game today and part of that was because he just he let a a crucial pass go through his a a deep ball go through his hands and he played the ball poorly do the chiefs need wide receiver help without a doubt the chiefs have somehow assembled a collection of wide receivers aside from rashi rice that seem to have very low football iq on lots of occasions um and I'm trying this, this 2024. I'm being positive Rocky. I'm sure they're trying their best and they're great guys, uh, but football IQ, not the, not the brightest fellas. Um, so they do need wide receiver help. Do I think Stefan Diggs at this point is the answer to the problems? No, I think he might be a cancer in the locker room. I think he probably was playing hurt this year. Who knows? We don't really know, but I know that his production was not good down the stretch. He, it was, he wasn't a difference maker in a big game
0: and that's what the chiefs honestly need is another difference maker yeah i would be very happy if they signed mike evans i would like mike evans over stefan Diggs at this point uh from pete go chiefs next week is going to come down to who is injured on defense proud of our team McCole once again made me lose my mind yeah i I don't disagree with any of that um I, i think the biggest thing will be whether or not uh willie gay and that that's more concerning to me i think than any of the chiefs injuries tonight like mike edwards a concussion is concerning because we know how short-handed they are at the safety position but i i thought uh i thought the guys that filled in uh for him there though di- did a decent job is and the bills really didn't take that many deep shots down the field tonight so i thought the safeties played okay uh, overall concerning mike edwards is only in this game for two plays before he left uh, with the concussion uh But Willie Gay is much more concerning to me because he was not on the injury report this week, Rocky. And then all of a sudden he pops up on Saturday uh, with a neck injury designation. He's questionable to go and then only makes it through a handful of plays in this game before he has to leave with the neck injury. So that's concerning to me because Willie, it's for the the Chiefs linebackers. I feel like there's been growing pains uh, despite the depth and the talent that we talk about with that group. Like they're all good at one thing, but none of them are great at everything. And so they really need that collection of guys to be healthy Uh, because I think it definitely made a difference not having Willie Gay out there on Sunday evening because he is the chief's most athletic linebacker. When you talk about like shadowing Josh Allen and trying to slow down the run game and things like that, like Nick Bolton's your, your run stuffer around the line of scrimmage kind of linebacker, but Willie Gay brings the athleticism to the table that Nick Bolton just doesn't have.
1: Willie Gay has that explosiveness where you can get in the, in the backfield, and in the blink of an eye, and 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 stop a runner. It's it's it sucks because you have Willie really Gay on your roster precisely for tonight's game. Like this is like this game should have been the Willie really Gay game. Like this would they think like if Willie Gay would have played all four quarters, I guarantee you we're talking about Willie Gay making twelve tackles and probably having some really big plays, you know, down the stretch. And so it sucks that we were kind of robbed of that because this, like, you could tell coming out, like their their game plan was to put Willie Gay on Josh Allen as a spy to limit his effectiveness. And Willie Gay goes out and Josh Allen runs all over us and they can't get off the field. Um, One guy who I thought stepped up huge in this game and kind of is like an unsung hero, this defense a little bit down the stretch. And especially tonight was Jamari Connor. Their first, their first stop, the defense's first stop. They got on the bills on that, on that three play series. Jamari Connor made three crucial stops to force the bills to punt the ball. The very first time. And that was a game. That was a point in the game where the Chiefs hadn't stopped the bills all game. It was the very first time the chiefs were able to get off the field. And that was because Jamari Connor made two, really big plays in that, in that series. And I think he's a guy that's come along slowly this year, but he's another guy with Mike Edwards possibly being out that, that the chiefs are going to need to step up. And he's, he's been a really great find by another, another great defensive back found by Brett Veach and his team. And so I'm excited to see Jamari Connor play next week, but the chiefs have got to get healthy. Hopefully Derek naughty can go next week. That's, that's the big one. I think especially because he's the guy that's not going to get moved off of his spot by Baltimore and force Lamar to maybe run lateral instead of up the middle like we saw Josh Allen do today. Uminahue has to be better at containment. Like 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 Ominahue's a great pass rusher. I like him a lot as a player, but he lost containment multiple times tonight and allowed Josh Allen to run. So containment has to be better against Lamar. And we gotta get Derek Naughty back.
0: Yeah, it's the 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 ability of Josh Allen to just always seemingly just avoid the pressure and run away and create these big plays with his legs is something that has burned the Chiefs multiple times in the past against this team, and obviously it's something that you always have to worry about with Lamar Jackson because we we saw what he did to the Houston Texans. He had over a hundred rushing yards in that game and two rushing touchdowns. Like. It's absolutely dynamic and he was phenomenal in that game like you, you got another really tough test against the Baltimore Ravens coming up and I am glad that you mentioned Chamari Connor. I think I mentioned him earlier in the show like I, I think the Chiefs really found something in him he he's gonna be a player that has a chance to have a significant role for them on defense next season and uh, you know if Mike Edwards can't clear the concussion protocol, he could wind up playing a huge role next week because we know Brian Cook's not going to be available so the Chiefs are already thin there. And Jamari Conner is a talented player who is really flashing things this season and, and limited work on defense. So I think fan should be really excited about him moving forward. But Kramer, do we have any more comments before we get out of here from Charles? This is awesome. I love being a chiefs fan. I never thought I'd say it. <laughs> well, I it's been pretty awesome to be a Chiefs fan for a while now. So yeah, feel good about it. Uh, celebrate. It's man. It's, it does feel like with with all the ups and downs of this season and and all the, the crazy growth, like Rocky, it literally took this team until like week 17 to figure out what their identity was on offense. And now here they find themselves in an AFC championship game again.
1: Thank God the playoffs don't start till week 18, huh? Or week 19, (laughs) week 19. Thank God that they had, they, they had a, they had a bye week Then once they found out who they were to kind of game plan for who they were. Um, yeah it's it's crazy it's it's almost like the nba man i i said it before that like like the regular season in the afc west matters but not as much as the play like like not as much like, like yeah. really like the chiefs turned it on and in the playoffs and i agree like like i'm i'm not a young guy i i for the bulk of my life the chiefs Really broke my heart, like just over and over again. And they ran Damien Hewitt out there at quarterback. And then they ran Steve Bono out there at quarterback. Then they they had Elvis Gerbach out there at quarterback. Then they chose Elvis Gerbach over Rich Gannon at quarterback. And it was just, I mean, then we tried to start Brody Croyle at quarterback. We had Tyler Thigpen as our starting quarterback, like just years and years and years of just subpar quarterback play or just good enough to make the playoffs and break your heart quarterback play and never had a killer instinct never had a big game player aside from Joe Montana in the twilight of his career and it i still pinch myself that we that that we have Andy Reid as our head coach and Patrick Mahomes as our quarterback that 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 Clark Hunt God Lamar Hunt, may God rest his soul, wherever he is right now, has to be so proud of what Clark Hunt's done with his franchise since he took over. Like he has to be looking down on his son right now with so much pride that when he when it push came to shove, he got on an airplane, he flew and met Andy Reid where he was at and said, I'm not leaving this meeting until you end up being my head coach. You are what we need to turn this franchise around, fulfill my father's vision for this franchise. And then they turned around and said, that's the quarterback that we need to build this franchise. And we're going to do whatever it takes. Even if it's a little shady stuff behind the scenes, talking to his agent and a lot of stuff that they did. I don't care to do whatever it takes to get the quarterback that you need to fulfill, to fulfill Lamar Hunt's vision and build this team to what it should have been, and to give this city and this fan base. There's not a more dedicated fan base. Yeah. I love Bill's Mafia. They're not Chiefs' kingdom. There's not a more dedicated fan base in the NFL, in sports almost, than the than Chiefs fans. Like, we love our team so much. And Lamar Hunt loved this team and this city so much. And the fact that Clark Hunt went out there and built this dynasty and this friend, this juggernaut into what it is today under his leadership. His father just has to be so proud of him right now.
0: Yeah. Uh getting us uh getting us a little emotional here at the end of the rapid reaction show. Uh playoff victories, yeah. baby.
1: It's an emotional yeah. thing. No,
0: and they don't, they're not easy. They don't come by very often. Chiefs are headed to their sixth straight AFC championship game. No matter what happens next week, the fact that this team, this season, is in this situation is something to be celebrated. It is astounding. It is unbelievable. I I, I think uh, a lot of Chiefs fans would not expect the Chiefs to be in this situation. Uh, especially, like, when we talk about Rocky, I just mentioned, like, you think back to that Cincinnati Bengals game, and if the Chiefs somehow make it to a Super Bowl, it, it, it is a tall task. That Baltimore team, again, is very, very talented. If they somehow make it back to another Super Bowl this season, we're going to look back at that Week 17 Cincinnati game against Jake Browning and say, that was the turning point. That late in the season was the turning point for this Kansas City Chiefs offense. It did not seem like they had any answers all season long. Still wound up is the three seed in the AFC. Still on their way to another AFC championship game. Just absolutely unreal performance and uh, another just Uh, another just epic legendary patrick mahomes performance uh, on the biggest stage and it is why he is the best player in the world right now and it's not even close really like there's some really really good football players right now but nobody is patrick mahomes and and what he has done is absolutely unprecedented but we gotta get out of here uh go celebrate have fun tonight kansas city as always please make sure that you subscribe rate and review everything that we're doing right here on the arrowhead pride podcast network make sure you're locked in ArrowheadPride.com. we got everything need. No, this week ahead of the AFC Championship game between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. I believe the official time for that is 2 p.m. Arrowhead time on Sunday. The Chiefs got the early game, match. I am always a-, a fan of the AFC Championship game being the early game on Sunday. So we'll talk to you guys then. We got plenty to get, uh, we got plenty to discuss this week ahead of a massive contest and, uh, Remember, if you're listening to us on the uh, podcast page, stick around after commercial break. We'll have the post-game press conferences for you guys uh, immediately following this commercial timeout. We'll talk to you guys then.
2: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
3: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Hello, welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I am Steven Serta. Kansas City Chiefs take down the Buffalo Bills 27-24 to advance to their sixth straight AFC championship game. After the contest, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, running back Isaiah Pacheco, defensive lineman Chris Jones, and linebacker Nick Bolton. We'll go in that order starting with Chiefs head coach Andy Reid.
3: All right. Um, So listen, as far as the injuries go, um, Mike Edwards uh, had a concussion Willie's neck. He tweaked his neck, and um, that was bothering him. Uh, and then Joe Tooney um, uh, hurt his right peck. So, um, but are we good back here? You guys good? All right. Um, All-time Classic again. Every time we play one of Sean's teams, it's, it comes right down to the end. Uh, he's done a phenomenal job here, and a phenomenal job this year. Um, uh, like coach of the year level coaching. And um, uh, if we don't play them again, I'm good with that. Uh, But I'm so proud of our guys and the job that they did, Uh, just one heck of a job. You know, the sidelines were so positive, which I I thought was important in this game. You knew it was going to be a tight game uh, just because of the caliber of team they've got, Uh, and, and it was. And our guys just kept their composure through the highs and the lows of the game uh, they supported each other. <clears throat> Defense started off a little slow and then they picked it up. I'm so proud of them and the job that they did uh, in that second half. Spags had a great game plan. <clears throat> and the guy, he made a couple of little adjustments there and the guys did a nice job with that. Um, offensively, you know, I, the, the job that our offensive line did, that, that's a good group, nine, nine defensive linemen that could play. And they rotate those guys, so you're hitting fresh bodies uh, every time that uh, every series that you get them. I, I thought our offensive line did a nice job. I, I, Patrick and and uh, Kelsey with the record that they they broke there, with Gronk and Tom. I mean that was a great job there. Kelsey had two touchdowns and some big catches. It was great to see Marquez have have a game like he did. Um, you know he, he's taken a lot of heat and he just kept hanging in there and came up with some big catches <clears throat> and then Pacheco. So Pacheco is a beast, um, runs so hard and uh, and then Clyde stepped in and had a couple great plays for us uh, there too. but to put the put the hammer down at the end with those couple runs and get the first down and in the game uh, was a big big thing there so. And then Nagy's game plan, like I said, was so deep um, uh, on the offensive side and there was plenty of stuff even left over and we said we were going to empty the the chart uh, today and run everything and we didn't run out of anything. So um, it it was a great job by him. And then Dave Tobe, um, you know, with the exception of not getting Chanel's helmet on for a kickoff, he did did a great job, but Chanel came back and ended up... um, getting, uh, you, know, you know, stopping the, the fake that they had. So, um, but I think um, that's about it. So time's yours. Andy, um, you like that rule where you
4: fumble and the ball goes out of
3: bounds? And- yeah, well, listen, uh-huh. listen, he's had so many big big plays for us over time um, and on that play, you know, uh, but you, you can't reach out. That, that's a, you know, he 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 was trying. So you give him the effort. But we we know that you can't do that down there because of that reason. Um, and so you got to protect that football, and uh, he'll get better for that.
4: Hey, what happened in the second half with your run defense? Because they seem to run a lot more effectively in the first
3: half. Yeah, and yeah. So. Uh, I thought the guys, they, I mean, this sounds ridiculous, but the, the te- technique, Joe, Joe was emphasizing using the hands, separating and making sure they could see, see things. They were getting tied up in you know, these physical matches with these guys as opposed to separating and then using their speed, to take care of business, and then at the same time controlling their gap. And then I thought our linebackers, uh, whether it was Bolden or whether, you know, whether it was Drew, made some big plays, Chanel made some big plays, our safeties, you saw Reed step up and had some nice hits there. Yeah. Well, we missed a couple, you know. There, so um, we had a couple that Pat wanted back. He was so mad um, on corner routes, but he came back and fixed that and uh, did some nice things. And uh, you know, you know, we've got to make sure we score. We got to make sure we're putting them in the right positions. I thought, you know, we could have been better. I I told you that, that. I went back and looked at all that and as did the coaches and we just gotta you know, we gotta make sure we're putting them in the right position Then guys making plays and I thought our guys made plays down there, Yeah, did a nice job. Was it just another cleaning up the execution down there? Yeah, that and the plays that I, I was dialing up at that time. We've got good plays, it's just how you you know, where you dial them up at. Can you talk about uh, Travis Kelsey a little bit? Two
4: touchdowns a day, but the, if, you, if you go back game whatever and had not had the scoring production anyway that we have
3: seen before what what was today yeah um, and they had a plan for him i mean they you know they they were bringing in 33 there for you know a couple series and having him play a man and then put a guy over the top and um, but uh, you know listen i thought Kels just did a nice job i think that time off that that he had there Uh, before our last game um, and into that last game uh, helped him. He benefited from that. He was banged up a little bit, and he was able to kind of get over that and get himself back. Sounds good? All right, great. Thank you. you. Thanks a lot. Is that fun?
5: Yeah, that was fun. Um, I love Arrowhead, but uh, it's always fun when you get the – come together as a team and really just be like y'all versus everybody and, and get the win. So uh, it's always great to be in great environments and uh, find a way to get a win. Yeah, just the, the
4: idea of turning field goals into
5: touchdowns? Uh... Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, that's important. We knew it was going to be important because how good Josh is and how good their offense is, um, that we were going to have to turn some of these field goals into touchdowns. Whenever we did have field goals, Harrison knocked them through. I mean, those were some tough field goals into the win. Um, and then um, we were able to execute and score touchdowns. Obviously, I missed the, both the corner routes, one to Travis and one to MVS. Um, but other than that, I thought we did a great job of executing in the red zone. How game? So- yeah, I mean – I, they played a lot of man coverage and, and, and when you play man coverage in playoff football and they put that much attention on Travis and they had a little attention on Rasheed as well, other guys got to make plays and we've seen MVS in playoff games make a lot of big plays happen and uh, no matter what's happened all year long, he's kept the, the mindset, the mentality that he's going to keep working and working um, for moments like this and uh, he did a great job, uh, made up some big time catches and uh, had a big game.
0: When
5: did you tell Josh after the game? Yeah, man, I it, it, said heck of a year, man. Uh, it's, I mean, I've, I've been on the other side of that. Uh, it's tough. You put in so much effort and work every single game um, to play in these playoff games, and he played his tail off um, and, and gave them. They gave them a chance to win the game. Um, we were just able to come out with the win in the end. Um, but that's two great football teams, uh, two great um, offenses, defenses, everything uh, going at it, and uh, we were able to come out on top this week. Patrick,
4: this was the first one on the road in the playoffs, <coughs> Some people were wondering how you guys
5: were going to handle that. How did that make you feel? Yeah, I mean, I think guys. Yeah, I think guys took it as a challenge. Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'll say that we played in the Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. We lost that one. I didn't like to bring that one up. But, I mean, it's, it's we've played basically road, road playoff games before. Um, but, uh, I mean, we just come in with the same mindset. If we're going to come together, put our best foot forward, and see if we can come out with a win, and that takes uh, the mentality throughout the week. It takes every single play executing. Um, and we did a great job of that today, and we are able to score enough to win. Why have you
4: guys been so
5: um, I think it's that. Um, guys come together. I mean, we, I, love, I love being arrowhead. I, I love being arrowhead and playing in front of that crowd. Um, but when you're on the road, it's, it's, it's you versus them. It's you versus everybody in the stadium. And you have to come together as a team, and the guys do that. And, and you saw that in the game today. I think that spoke well. Three, three quarters offensively, we were moving the ball up and down the field. But we got shut down in the fourth quarter. Um, and I went over to the, the defense, and I told them, I said, y- y- y'all shut it down, and we'll win this football game. We'll go, we'll go to the AFC championship game. Um, and they did, and they get going into that fourth quarter. And um, I told them next time, I'll try to tell them earlier. If I can tell them, like, halftime to do that, and they're going to just shut them out from there. Um, no, but it was, a, it was a, a team win, and that's what you need in playoffs. Do you ever
4: have a sense, have a sense during the games um, that what epic games these kind of games are? Do you ever take even a second to
5: appreciate that? I, I do, honestly. Um, every time I go up against Josh, I know that it's going to come down to the end just because of the competitor that he is and the player that he is. Um, Same when I go up against Joe, when I go up against Lamar, all these guys. Um, And I know how how much fire they have, and they're not gonna give up to the very end. And um, you appreciate that stuff. I mean, these are the games I watched growing up. Um, The great quarterbacks going up against each other with great football teams, great organizations, um, and that's what I remember. So hopefully I'm making, like I said earlier in the week, hopefully we're making those memories for other little kids that are growing up watching football. Sure.
4: Hey Patrick, uh, you and Travis combined for a record, and Brady and Gronk, how special is that? What was the, the plan, I, I guess, for, for Travis in this
5: game? Yeah, no, um, we always we always emphasize getting the ball to Travis, um, but passing anything that has Brady and Gronk in it is, is special because uh, those are two of the greatest players. I mean, Tom is the greatest player and one of the greatest tight ends of, of all time, and so those are great and postseason players. Um, and so to be mentioning that and passing that, you, you appreciate that. I mean, it speaks to Travis and his work, being able to go out there and make plays in big games. Um, but uh, we always emphasize getting Travis the ball. He did a great job of getting himself open, and then once they started putting a lot of attention on him, other guys like MVS made plays, and so that's what it takes. It takes everybody. Um, everybody's got to make plays in order to win playoff games. So, Patrick, I know you love Arrowhead, but were you
4: excited for the, for the
5: challenge to play? Away? I, I, was, I was very excited. Uh, just, I mean. Honestly, it wasn't even like a negative thing. It was was going to be a great environment. Uh, Being in here in in Buffalo, I'd heard about it. Obviously, I played here, but not with the fans. I knew the fans were going to be rowdy. It's going to be hostile. But you appreciate the greatness of of organizations and going in week week in and week out and packing the stadium and being being fans. I mean, that's what it's all about. Um, And so I I obviously love playing Arrowhead, um, but it it is cool to go on the road in the playoff game and uh, be able to come out to win. Mm-hmm. yeah i know um i missed two corner routes one i let it drift inside a little bit i'm not making any a little bit with the wind and then the other one i let it drift past MVS. but and i thought that was going to really hurt us because how, how their offense was playing um but we were able to get back get back to it It was actually different coverage and they just ended up dropping travis and i kind of eyes the guy to the corner to the, the out route and then gave it to trav um wide open um and so i knew i couldn't miss that one as so i it right at his face
4: all right, we'll go Blair and Last two. Patrick, what, what does it mean to be in an AFC
5: championship game for a sixth straight year? Yeah, I mean, you appreciate it. Um, you really do. I mean, just, just to run, to be a part of this organization, um, and to be, be in the AFC championship, game, AFC championship game, I mean, that's what you try to do every single season, why you work in the OTAs, why you work out in the offseason and, and come to, and grind every single day. Um, and we know it's going to be a great challenge, but our goal is just to get to the Super Bowl, and that's going to take everything we have this next week because this is a great Ravens team that we're going up against.
4: Last one, by. Okay, Last one, by. Okay, Patrick, on your second half opening pass, Mark West, he, he said there was uh, a whole lot of stuff that you guys couldn't communicate because the guys on defense needed signals. Mm-hmm. Can you just take us through how, how you guys did communicate on that play? Yeah, we...
5: I think he just knew when I was yelling at him. I was trying to yell at him to let him know, but I didn't want to signal. I mean, they got like two ex-Chiefs quarterbacks over there. and I've changed the signals a lot, but uh, I was I was a little worried that they would have an idea of what we were doing. So I was kind of like mouthing it to him because he couldn't hear me. I um, mean, luckily, he, he, he ran what I wanted him to run and made a heck of a catch on it. Yeah, man, I, I got trust in. I got trust in eleven, man. I mean, he he comes to work every single day, um, and even though he's gotten some hate from outside the building, we trust him and love him here, and we know he's gonna make big plays whenever his numbers called. Um, and he did that today in the, a big game, and we're gonna try to carry that momentum in the next week.
4: All right, thank you. So, let's start at the end. and talk about the the
6: will to get the first down. How important that was. Oh, that's right there is big. Uh, Repping that in practice, uh knowing the situation, understanding what, what we have to do in that situation is very important for us. Get the first down, win the game, and repetition it leads to the, the practice and that's where uh you execute it.
4: like the ball when they know you the ball? I mean they know the situation as well as
6: you can do. It's very important, uh, to protect the ball. And for me right there, that's the biggest part of the game. Um uh, knowing the team was knowing you're gonna run it. Just cover it up with two hands and, and allow uh, the low line to work and be patient.
4: To start, you know, when going
6: into the it's very important to start off fast and, and eliminate distractions. Uh, that's what we've been harping on, and that's how we've got to keep uh, focusing. And it takes uh, practice to, to allow us to be great, and Practice hard, so when we get out here on this field on the first quarter, uh, allow us to be great. What was it that, with today's game that you guys seemed to You stuck with the running game, and then it started happening for you in the second half? I just uh, focusing on what Coach uh, ever had, whatever he had for us to run. Um, just not getting too big or oh you call this call that no guys were locked in uh whatever coach calling uh we're ready to go uh it, it was big for the bigs up front today and that, those are the guys that got this thing rolling for us and i, I lean on them and pretty sure we got uh a lot of uh, momentum going from them guys
4: what is it even when you have down plays you guys never seem to get down on yourselves you guys seem to always
6: Yes, yeah, so we have leaders like Pat and travel on the sideline. Uh, There's a lot of game left. Understand the situation. Understand we could get down there and score in a few seconds. So don't uh, be so hard on yourselves. Uh, allow the game to come to us and just keep focusing. Last but not least, for your
4: game plan, it, You feel that you guys just to make some plays, uh,
6: opening up holes for you. Mm-hmm. Play by play, um, the bad ones let them go. The good ones, uh, they stick. Hey, eh, but it's all right. We're going to build off of those uh, bad ones and, and build off of the good ones. Uh, that's what it's all about, and just keep eliminating distractions. We'll be all right. Uh, what was your reaction
4: uh, to the field goal and, and your vantage point when
6: you saw they Like I said, focus on the ties and eliminate distractions. That may have been a distraction for them. They weren't focused for us. Just being a team player, uh, leaning on one another, looking left and right um, during that moment, uh, it, it hit big for us, and, you know, it was go time. Thank you so much. How are you guys doing? <clears throat> Chris. Chris, what did it feel like
4: walking off the field after that game with so many emotions and a okay. big, big, big
7: game? Same thing as felt like last week. Another opportunity um, to play this game that we love so much and, you know, full of excitement. Did
4: you feel some kind of statement made today?
2: With, I know you guys have dealt with some sense of doubt and... Come
7: here on the road one, a few times in a few years in the playoffs? Who has senses of doubt? You guys have senses of doubt? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, we, don't, we don't pay attention to what everybody else say about us. We was done when we lost to the Green Bay Packers, per se usual. You know, everybody always doubts. us. So as in paying attention to senses of doubt, quote unquote, we don't care. We still got another opportunity to play in the AFC championship next week, right? What does that mean
4: to be
7: a sixth grade <laughs> A lot of damn hard work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nothing comes easy, man. Um took a lot of commitment from a lot of guys in, in order to be successful, man. You've seen it um, you've seen it multiple years over there at the Patriots organization. And not only players, coaches, um take a lot of commitment for coaches, a lot of time away from their family a lot of long hours at the office, you know, and uh, for these moments like this, man, for these moments like this. So for the wives, girlfriends that, you know, miss time with their significant other, this is what it's all about. Chris, can you
4: uh, take us through how difficult it is to try to contain Josh in the pocket, but then when he does break, to try to chase
2: him down the
7: way he did in the fourth quarter? just all about being relentless. We um, you know, he's a dynamic quarterback, dual threat. Who can uh, throw the ball 65, 70 plus yards, but also can break off 50 plus runs? I think you've seen it last week. What he is able to do with his legs, um, we just try to limit um, his playmaking ability, on, especially on the ground. We know we can't stop him per se, but we can try to contain him.
4: You did a pretty good job on that late in the game. What were changed
7: from earlier? <clears throat> we made a few adjustments in the locker room um, on how we was going to rush him. Changed up the rushing lanes. Changed up, changed up the way we rushed them, and we was a, uh, we was kind of successful with it. You know, I think we still could have done better, but we was able to get a victory, and that's all that matters.
4: To that end, Chris, how key was it to contain the edges in trying
7: to contain him and the running game to keep stuff inside? It was tough. I mean. Um, when you're going gun, you don't know if they're going to run it. You're going to know if a pass, then you got to transition to pass rushing, but also be condescending on your rushing lanes as a player. So all of that's going in a matter of a 2.3 seconds, right? So still try to affect the throw and collapse in the pocket. So it's a lot that goes on, and it um, takes a lot of commitment and unselfish play amongst uh, the D line. Chris It was fun, man. Um, Chance to go play in the AFC Championship again. Um, A lot of guys, this is their second time going, and a lot of guys knew there was going to be a lot of adversity coming to this game. I think we talked about it early in the week. Um, Going in a hostile environment, you know, know, not a lot of people believed in us, you know, and a lot of people doubted us. And I think more so than ever, we kind of believed in each other. We kind of depended on each other. When things went bad, we didn't point fingers. We depended on each other. You see the offense come down there and tell the defense, let's go. You know, offense get close. We tell an offense, let's put it in. And I, I think that's what this team is about, man. Um, this one heck of a brotherhood. That's something I can say about this team. Relentless. And, um, you know, we was able to pull it out.
4: Chris, I heard you hammering home that adversity before the game in the tunnel to the team that's where you got. That was a
7: key for you guys just to put that chip on your shoulder and bring all the adversity Put it on my chin. It's okay. No pun intended, though. <laughs> Pause. Okay. <laughs> Pause.
4: Last one, Chris,
3: um, I think you batted down a ball
7: without even jumping at the end of that first drive. Sit, um They shorted me at the combine, uh, sis, five, and three fourths. I'm really sit, sits. And I'm really sit, sits and a half with the cleats on. <laughs>
3: So for timing that up, with
7: them to a field goal, and that would be a pretty big deal in the game. I mean, how did you uh, actually manage that play? Listen, I was in double team. And I, was, I was the nose, actually. And we had Tershaw Warren at the three-tech. And my job was just to push, collapse the pocket. And if he step up, um, be in position to chase him. So, And I seen the ball coming out. and I was just like, you know, gave it um, Shaquille O'Neal swap.
4: <laughs> is about hey.
7: <coughs> because um, I think everyone take accountability here and we all understand one play don't make or break a game it's usually multiple plays to make or break a game right, right. so in a game one player drop a ball it's not just that player fall balls are drop pause um, balls are dropped in this league, right? But it's plays prior to that that we could have scored on, that we didn't score, that forced us to be in that moment to have to catch this ball in that particular time. So we kind of understand that as a team. As uh, We don't point fingers. We all understand that there's more plays to be made. And um, that's how we're just so dependent on each other. Y'all have a beautiful Thank night.
4: Thank you. Thank you.
2: The first half. You guys that around in the
4: yeah. second half. What, what
2: changed the- Yeah, I think uh, kind of leaky tackling a uh, little bit, uh, tackling a little bit high, uh, not killing the engine. Uh, kind of led to making contact with him at one or two yards and end up getting five, six off of it. Uh, getting second and low, uh, so it makes it makes it down a whole lot harder. Um, so, we're able to keep drives going, uh, not able to get third down, not, uh, not using what we think is our, our strengths, our D-line um, pass pro, so uh, kind of made it hard for us in, this, in the first half. Nick, what was the feeling just
3: when you knew you have this game one, where you're coming off with-
2: you guys have more to go, but this obviously is a landmark win. Yeah, uh, it was an exciting win for us, uh, no doubt. Um, we came out the field. We had an opportunity to go back out there. They were going to stop. Um, then Pacheco ended up uh, getting the first down and uh, kind of stood it for us. So, I mean, it's an exciting win, man. Uh, we worked hard for it. It um, the first away game since at least I've been here. Um, so it's huge for us. Uh, it's a lot of football, uh, football left to be played, though. Uh, We've got another opportunity to go down there out of Baltimore this week and uh, have a chance to play for the Super Bowl. So that's our mindset. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, we trust the front. Uh, we trust the back end uh, to give the D line some time. Uh, second level guys, third level guys working together and uh, understanding uh, whatever that scheme is and or that defense is called. Uh, trusting we're going to be in the right spot at the right time and uh, not trying to overdo stuff, not trying to force the play. Uh, it could have been easy for anybody, especially how the game was going in the first half. To try to try to force it a little bit and uh, could led to another touchdown. And uh, but take the course, uh, kept it uh, kept togetherness um, and trusting each other. Going to find find a way to uh, get a win. A couple of guys use uh, the motto: walk in your trap, take over your trap. Yeah. I mean, that's just a mindset, man. It's a, it's a playoff football atmosphere. I think that's a, anybody's mindset. I'm um, pretty sure Miami had the same mindset last week.
5: Hey, Shumari had a lot
2: because Yeah. Oh, man, he had a huge game for us, man. Uh, he's, he's one of those guys that play multiple positions for us, uh, play some nickel, play some safety, uh, moving around a little bit, and I'm um, just trying to use his skill set uh, for a young guy to come in and um back scheme, think uh, volume to his ability to learn, I uh, want to learn, and we're um, taking it day by day. Um, rookie season, I know how it was. It can be long, it uh, can be drained a little bit, uh, but taking it day by day, uh, getting better every single week, man. So I'm proud of him. Uh, I know he's going to continue to get better. I'm um, excited for you guys to tour for us next week. Okay, guys,
6: thanks,
2: Dave. Yep, thank you.